Ah, Hayden. Yes, babe. Just ten episodes ago, we were nobodies. Now look at us, relaxing in the Seychelles during the Easter break. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Who'd have thought me and you would reach 10 billion weekly listeners in just 10 episodes, eh? (laughs) Dylan. 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 Come on, wake up, mate. It's the Easter holidays. You've got 32 reports to write, what? six weeks of lessons to plan for maths, English, and the afternoon subjects. I was in a seizure. And you've barely even touched no. last term's marking. No. No! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Teach, Sleep, Repeat. My name is Dylan. And my name is Hayden. And this is the big one. Episode 10. We are celebrating our 10th week. Hayden, how does it feel? Double digits, eh? That's pretty cool. Um, I didn't think we'd make it past about three, if I'm honest with you. So always a bonus. You know, we're still here. Why is that? Oh, you know, I just thought we'd get bored. No one's listening. But we've got like, we've got tons of listeners now, Dylan. Tons. We've got like 10 listeners. listeners. Like that's like, yeah, so many listeners. Okay. So we're here. (laughs) We're carrying on. And I think we're planning to to keep going as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I was thinking of maybe replacing you, but I haven't told you yet. But we'll get onto that when we get there. Any A-listers? And... (laughs) <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. Uh, but I did do a poll last week. And again, people are keen. Something we need to get on, Hayden, is just sorting out a guest to come on. The only mm. thing is, if a guest comes on, it's just the practicalities of it, isn't it, Hayden? We need to get you know someone's mic, get them all ready, make sure their internet's all good. But it should should be something we can achieve. And you guys want it. So we're going to find a really good guest to begin with. I was thinking Boris Truss. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I've, um, I've heard he's a fan favorite from our last episode, so... <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely well anyway it is half term and i remember last Ooh. time we did a podcast in half term we spoke about what we've been up to uh it's only just started but uh you've been up to much yet hayden uh i've not been up to loads to be honest with you i've had a fairly relaxing start to the half term because i've got a bit more coming up later on this week so i've got a stag do this weekend um, which i've been in charge of planning which always just adds on that extra bit of pressure you know like i hope it's good i hope it's fun you can say it you can say it we all know what it means if someone's in charge of planning a stag do what's your official role <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm the best man you know oh, best man. Oh. <laughs> it, means, it means i'm the best and i'm a man but um <laughs> so I, I can actually tell you what it is even though it, we're obviously recording this a few days before this will come out on the day sure. we're there so it's all good so for our stag do we're going up to the lake district and we're doing gorge walking, which involves just generally climbing things, jumping in water and having a having a blast, to be honest with you. A bit of an adventurous day. However, um, I am excited for it, but I was a little bit worried today, well, yesterday, in fact, because I went out the front of my house to just sweep up my driveway a bit. Uh, right. And I was exhausted afterwards. <laughs> I, honestly, like my legs hurt. And I was like, ah, okay. So I've been sweeping for you know- three minutes. Okay. I'm going to be climbing gorges for six hours. All right. Yeah, a bit worried. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Go on. We went out for lunch the other day and we had to walk up what was genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, like, like honestly, 20 meters of a hill. And, and we got to the top and I turned to you and I said, please tell me you're also out of breath. <laughs> I couldn't even finish a sentence because i was breathing so much from the tiny hill that i remember to walk up. because you literally oh. said i'm gonna save it i'll tell you when we're inside god <laughs> no yeah it's, just, it's a bit embarrassing really we need to sort ourselves out dylan you know you're nearly okay. 30 i'm 30 we can't we can't do this mm. decline in in physical health but you know what okay. that's okay. a problem for future us how was your week <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it's been fine it's like you said i've definitely had a day or two i don't know about everyone else listening to this especially if they're teachers but the end of term four, 
I just feel like everything kind of culminates. You know, you, you tend to start thinking about reports. You tend to have parents evenings to go to. You just kind of becoming fatigued, right? And the mm. two week break comes at such a good point. So I've definitely been, been lounging around a bit, which was much needed. But I also find... You know, very much like we said before, Sundays are like admin days when you're a teacher because yeah. Saturday you end up doing a bit of work. Sun Sunday, maybe you work a bit, but you've just got to get like, even just as an adult, Sundays just turn into the day where you get your washing done. You have to go shopping. It's a really boring day that if you had to tell my 10 year old self that I had to be dragged away from my connects and my Bionicles, <laughs> they'd be devastated. Like the really boring adult day. So what I found is half terms tend to be an extreme version of that. So the last couple of days, I feel like I've done nothing but boring stuff. But it's good because like you, I'm getting ready for stuff later in the future. So mm. I've come around mine for dinner. <laughs> yeah, really boring company. Um, that's true. <laughs> we did go to yours for dinner yesterday. Uh, mm. That's not what I was talking mm -hmm. about. It, it definitely was. Um, but no, I've been doing lots of, you know, solicitor paperwork. We're in the process of trying to sell the house. Uh, that took out. It's just so stress. Anyone who's moved house, like I wish someone just told me beforehand, like what an absolute stress it is. Little things like updating my contract on my phone. You know, all those tiny jobs, which yeah. you just kind of wait until you've got headspace to do. Because you leave you're them too busy doing your 12 hour days. Yeah, exactly. Do so all them boring things. I'm sure next week on the podcast, we'll talk about much more exciting stuff because we've got family coming to visit. We're so excited. Our little niece is coming to visit. Um, so what we've just been doing there, actually, um, just now before this podcast we recorded, we went out just to get her some stuff because when she comes over, she's from America. They live in yeah. America. So we've not seen her much. She was born in China in the height of COVID. God. So very, very, very hard to have ever seen her. I've never met her myself mm. so i'm meeting her for the first time and we, what we were doing was just then we went out and we bought her just some bits to have when oh, she gets here that's nice. and, we, and we we obviously just getting a bit overexcited i'm very very looking forward to seeing her because she likes Paw patrol she likes disney so we went to the card shop and i'm sure everyone knows those huge balloons you can get yeah that, that they kind of blow up for you and there was a huge Paw patrol one no way and uh and my little pony one because she really likes that as well <laughs> so obviously we're stood there seeing these tiny packs they're like 15 centimeters by 10 centimeters but, oh yes let's get two of them for her so fun obviously forgetting that they're about to be blown up these are like one meter tall genuinely we just tried to absolutely shove them in the car it was the most <laughs> stressful experience ever thinking they were going to pop but we made it she's got two massive balloons to have when she comes and i can't wait for her to just ignore them when she gets here. yeah <laughs> what every child does give you three seconds of attention on them and then never look at them again you'll be like oh well okay i'll play with it then oh oh what's that the cardboard box that it all came in i'll play in that for four hours and play <laughs> yeah. dens brilliant it's like a cat <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's been um it's been a very what's the word when you know doing admin y kind of job so far, but I'm looking adult. forward to it. Yeah, adult it's just it's just like I, I wish adults were more blank about this because I feel growing up, you just realise, oh, this is just what an adult does. We you just have to do loads of washing every single week and go shopping every single week <laughs> and it's so boring and i think it's okay to say yeah. everyone listening to this is going yes i know it's boring dylan grow up I'm like, you know what's well, more I'm boring dylan it just it's more boring listening to you talking about it so thanks <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone's thinking right now they're thinking brilliant you've reminded give me us, of my washing listen dylan shut up give us the funny kid stories from school that's what we they listened want to, hear. to the last episode and we know that you guys are going to talk about more primary school experiences <laughs> which is exactly well, what we're going to do Oh, what an excellent segue! What yeah. a brilliant segue! We should we should just play the we should just play the jingle there. To be honest, but now yeah. I've carried on talking like I always do. Yeah, so well, let's not play the jingle. jingle. Different no one's going to know. Oh, we could we could edit okay. this out, but we're not going to. We so, could if they're okay. What we're going to do is we're going to move on because we're going to go straight to 
stories, but this time a bit different. Like we said last week, we teased you with it. Oh, Stories from our primary school experiences. Okay. And we've had a couple of people write in as well. So we've picked one or two stories to read out. So essentially just thinking of memorable stuff from when we were kids at primary school. I'm looking forward to this one because it is, you know, anyone can relate to this now. Absolutely anyone can relate because we all went to primary school. We've all got ridiculous stories that we love to share. And it kind of started in it last week because I want to jog memory because you're going to come in with this story, which is an unbelievable story. We can't wait to tell you this. It's just so (laughs) funny to me. But it's linked to the one I told last week about how I was trying to make new friends. I just joined a new school, went to the toilet at break time. I'd never used a urinal. Oh, I also had someone complain to me about, uh, I called it a urinal. Apparently it's a urinal. Yeah, you're um, So, yeah, urinal, I said, apparently. So anyone wants to take up the way I pronounce things, please take it up with the Northern mm. Association because yeah. I am from the North, Hayden. I don't know if you... I was going to say, it's just the Northern you. I, I, I forgive you for yeah. these sorts of things, you know? Yeah. But also, so. apparently, I mentioned that a lot as well, that I'm from the North. Um, but I am. I I'm have. proud. Not, okay. not once before. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, not once. No, I'm, no, no. I am, though. I am a Northerner Are you? Um, at heart. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Don't, not tell you. No, I didn't know that. I thought you were from down there. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm from the North of the country. Yeah. Um, Honestly, the better half, but let's go into another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the story was that I went to the toilet. I'd never used a urinal or a urinal ever before. And I thought it was completely acceptable just to whack my pants and my trousers all the way down to my ankles. <laughs> and just go to the toilet. <laughs> Quickly found out it wasn't not the best first impression. Oh. But this story, I want you to tell it, Hayden, because this this was just brilliant. It was in direct response to that one. All right, cool. So we've had a story and it's nice and simple, but yeah, very similar. You'll see the comparisons. So um this person wrote in and she was reflecting on a story from, I think, reception time, she was saying to me at the time. So from reception time, uh, <laughs> so I'm laughing already. <laughs> so, you know, when you're that age and just nothing's rational yet, is it? You're kind of making sense of the world. You have don't have much life experience. Anyway, so she was jealous, essentially. Jealous <laughs> because she had found out that the boys got to stand up when they weed. But she'd never done that before. <laughs> She was like, what? That sounds amazing. That sounds like the best way to wee. So being a reception child, she took herself to the toilet and tried to stand up and wee. And of course, being like a five-year-old, four-year-old girl, just stood up and weed all over herself. We all over her clothes. And then was like, oh, okay. That's, that's pretty rubbish. That obviously didn't work. Left. And the teachers were like, oh dear. And started accusing her of wetting herself. And again, being like, you know, when you're that young, she couldn't look past the fact that she's like, no, I haven't wet myself. I haven't wet myself. I was trying to wee like a boy. I haven't wet myself. I was weeing standing up. It's like, well, you, you know, you are covered in wee though. So you've wet. No, I haven't wet myself. I was just, I was just weeing standing up. <laughs> Had to get changed. If you haven't wet yourself, what's that smell? Look at that big Yeah. Why is there a little bit of wee? In fact, loads of wee on the floor, a bit all over the seat and the rest is on you. That looks to me like you've wet yourself. Could you please define wetting yourself? Um, uh, (laughs) So yeah, very similar to your story. Just being an arrogant child and being like, no, I have not wet myself. That's a different act. (laughs) I've weed on myself. That's different. (laughs) It was purposeful. Get out of my face, teacher. Yep. I've got a story. Can I give you, can I jump in with a story? Just not similar, but it's me really young as well. And I always think back to this and just one of those stupid moments where you think, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? (laughs) Uh, I wasn't, (laughs) embarrassingly, this wasn't reception. I was in about year five at this point. So you think this was last year, ladies and gentlemen, this (laughs) was in this fourth year of teaching. When I worked in year five, no. So (laughs) when I was in year five, so what's that? Eight, nine years old, nine years old. Yeah. And um, I, in the morning, my best friend at the time, 
wasn't my best friend for much longer after this, as you can probably imagine, thought it'd be funny to throw chewing gum at me. And I don't think he was intentionally trying to get it like in my hair, but it landed in my hair, right? Which is obviously... Wait, you know, wait, wait. Sorry, your hair? Yeah, so back in the day, Dylan, I had more... Oh, yeah. I had more luscious hair than this than this uh, concoction Wait, I've got left. Oh, did you always have that bigger forehead though? <laughs> I'd like to say no, but I did. <laughs> I, I was uh, one of my nicknames at secondary school was Big Forehead. Can nice I? Can I have, that's not a nickname. Uh, that's yeah, just no. that's just describing. <laughs> it often came. It often came from across the playground. Didn't know who it was, but you know, it's just a nickname, isn't it? People obviously, I just never saw them. They're no my attention. That's not a nickname. Huh? That's not that, like nicknames had to have layers of like nuance. <laughs> just someone <laughs> describing what they can see on you. <laughs> okay, I convinced myself as a nickname because otherwise it's bullying. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, it's a nickname. They they like me. Yeah, those, kids, those, from, silly, the, those kids from the year above shouting at me across the hallway. They're just my friends. <laughs> anyway, it's a nickname. <laughs> so back, big forehead, little me with a mop of hair. Okay, a nice mop of hair. I'll, I'll add. <sighs> Got some chewing gum in my hair. And it was before school, that bit of playground time before the whistle goes and you go in. So I thought, right, come on, problem solver. What can I do here? I, you know, I don't, I'm embarrassed. Obviously there's chewing gum in my hair. Uh, I think the best course of action is to go sneak inside, sneak to my tray in the classroom that we're not allowed in yet because no one's there and (laughs) cut it out. That would be the best course of action. (laughs) So I went in there. It was right in my crown. So right here, the back of my head. And uh, obviously I couldn't see it. So I thought, okay, it doesn't feel like too much. I've grabbed the hair with the chewing gum in it and thought, right, oh, no. minimized it. I'll just cut, just believe the chewing gum. I'll just cut that bit out. Did it, chucked it away, you know, legged back outside. Bish, bash, bosh. Glad no one's going to know now that that's happened. I don't have to get my friend in trouble. I'm not in trouble. Whew. Anyway, fast forward five minutes, you go inside and the teacher was like, whoa, what have you done? <laughs> and I just cut the biggest lump clump of hair out and I had a big patch and then I had to go home obviously cried and, and, it, and it never grew back <laughs> yeah I did this I repeated this process six or seven times and that's where I'm at now okay so they call me big forehead they call me chewing gum head as well um don't know where you know these names have just appeared over the years so that's just that's my idiotic moment that I'll always remember as a child too afraid to just do the right thing and, and just ask for help And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how Hayden went bald. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. (laughs) That's an amazing story. Uh, But the the thing thing I love about primary school stories is when I've thought about this a few times, and I know we've spoken about this before, because it's really mad, the kind of duality of we're we're primary school teachers and we're very aware of our consciousness, right? We're very aware of the memories we're making. I can remember lots and lots and lots from pretty much every year where I've been a teacher. Mm. But... And you see these children who have their own personalities. They're already molded into their own people and they're very specific and very real emotions and very real problems, right? That we deal with every day. But then I remember, and I tried to think back to primary school and I don't remember a lot of stuff if I'm perfectly honest. And it's really weird to think how much we think we're affecting these children's lives. And we are, we're like giving them, developing them in certain ways, emotionally, educationally, and and it all like kind of compounds whether they remember it or not. But it is really interesting to me to think back to what I actually remember from primary school, Mm -hmm. because the things I remember are the really like emotional moments or some, something where a teacher really helped me to grasp something or or those trips those enrichment yeah, things, yeah. The, the fun, the stuff that we're so scared about that we're losing so much from education right now. Mm. Um, that They're the things that I really, really remember. Like I remember so vividly 
And I don't know, lots of people our age will remember this as well. We had a school trip and it was arranged and we, I would have been in year four, I think. It was a school trip to the Natural History Museum. Firstly, what a peak trip to go hmm. on. Like unbelievable. When you're in year four, walking in and seeing, I know it's a whale now, but it used to be a massive dinosaur. Like that was such an awe-inspiring moment. Like, but that's not even the point I'm making. The thing I remember more than anything from that day, it was the World Cup, the 2002 World Cup. It was <laughs> in Japan, I think, or South Korea, Japan and South Korea. England were playing Brazil. And we went into school early because we were getting a coach and we watched the first half in the hall. And you see all those memes online of that television being rolled in, you know, with the VHS underneath it. But <laughs> yeah, that's literally yeah. what happened. And I oh, remember it so cool. vividly. We watched the first half uh, and I always remember, because I think it was Michael Owen who scored and it, the hall <laughs> went crazy. It was like the, the biggest thing in the world. And then Brazil equalized. We had to go though. We had to go on the coach and we were devastated. We were gutted because obviously you're obsessed with football then. And we went onto the coach. And I always remember my um, teacher, my PE teacher at the time, who was training as well, just to become a teacher. Funnily enough, this is the same person from our Bungo story, from our yeah. second ever podcast. He was my teacher as well. I ended up working with him. Anyway, he had like a really state-of-the-art handheld TV thing, had this huge antenna coming out of it to receive like the signal of the television and this tiny, tiny screen. And he was sat on the coach watching the game and the whole coach was silent like staring at him like waiting for him to say something <laughs> and then and then brazil scored and brazil won oh, and we were just like oh and i remember because we got off the coach and um obviously we went to we went to the natural history museum we had a bit of a walk once we got on the coach and this car drove past waving this massive brazil flag and we oh. were just like boo, <laughs> boo. but it's so vivid those memories and it links in with everything everything fun trip you do those big projects i did a project on space like it just like blew mm. my mind because mm. i could just we spent weeks just researching what we wanted to look up and i found it so fast i learned so much yeah. and that's what i think sometimes is slightly concerning maybe from our point of view is that we are losing maybe a lot of that is the first thing to go especially post covid yeah, and I wonder why as well. I often think is, you know, what, firstly, is that true? Is it across all the schools, you know, in the country that we're mm. losing that? Or is it just a, a kind of a localized experience? Uh, and, and secondly, sort of why is it, do you think, because of the pressures perhaps of of the curriculum nowadays that we're leaving it? But you're right though. I'm just going to jump on like thinking about like just reminiscing a bit because I was trying to think, can I remember a single time in my entire primary school experience where I was doing work in a book? And I honestly can't. I was I was trying so hard to think of a memory that I have. And the only things I remember about actual lesson time are one, making a World War II booklet in year six. Yeah. I remember doing it because I got to actually spend a really good amount of time doing all the illustrations and making. I loved it. it I, I really took ownership. Like the of planets. It. The planets thing I spoke about. I remember an acrostic poem down the side. Yeah. I did that as a title page for every single planet, and I I remember doing yeah, it. I it's loved creative, it. Creative. It's fun. I also remember the classic lesson of electricity where we got all of the crocodile clips out and the bulbs and stuff. You know, we just, and I just, I remember I wanted to just get them all. I was super inspired by it and I wanted all of them. I was like, I was thinking, I wonder if after school I could stay and maybe I could get all of the crocodile clips and all the stuff <laughs> and I could make this massive circuit. And I was imagining, I literally remember this silly irrational thought. I was like, imagining this like floating ball of crocodile clips where I'd made this crazy con like contraption out of electricity. <laughs> but like, it, even though it was nonsense, it didn't matter because I, I loved it and I and I couldn't have mm. wanted to be there anymore. But I don't remember mm. a single English lesson. I don't remember a single maths mm. lesson. I honestly just don't. And I loved maths as well, but I don't remember sitting there and 
doing things. I just have those memories of like special moments. Another one, for example, was when we got a new library at my primary school. We didn't really oh, have oh, a wow. proper library and, and they built in this like upstairs um, part to the corridor because it was a really tall corridor. And they managed to, it's basically like, yeah, it was, it was really cool. They just built in this whole landing part. And it like was an amazing. indoor balcony almost. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was like an indoor balcony, but really themed. It was quite like low lighting, but like jungle theme. And I just remember being like, and I wasn't really a big reader then, but that, that made me want to go and read. I wanted to go and sit in there because it was mm. awesome looking. Yeah, it's just funny, isn't it? How, and I just reflect on my own practice now. And I think. Yeah, definitely. What, no, what am right. I doing? You're, you're, yeah, that's the thing, because I think it's really, though, really important point to make that just because we can't remember those English and maths lessons, clearly they were building on each other. Clearly those small steps were like helping us to make progress and it's all really important. And it's not just a simple case of obviously, well, I remember this, so it's good. And I don't remember that, so it's of course, bad. Of course. But, but, there, but there is still such a powerful thing to say that anything I remember and stands out from school, like you're saying, your new uh, library. I remember the day our school got a computer computer suite because yes. it used to be one computer in each classroom. Yeah. Then we got a computer suite. Mm. I remember the day that our teacher told us, guys, and they even said this, like I they must've just been being honest. They're like, guys, we've got some funding. We've got some money. I don't know whether it was from vouchers or what, yeah. but we got some money for new playground equipment. And they let us look through the booklets, look through the things and say what kind of yes, stuff we wanted. I remember that. And then- it got delivered to the school and there was like, there was these space hoppers you could yes. stand on and oh, there was stilts and it was like the best thing that could ever happen. And and I just feel like in the grand scheme of like the cost of stuff, these, these small moments for our children are just priceless, aren't they? Because you mm. don't know, you can never tell what every child's getting outside of school. Yeah. And I just think as a society and as a country, as a government, as a, as a group of teachers, there's such value in plowing money into our kids, whether it's, these, these resources, these special days, these amazing things they'll remember for the rest of their lives. School dinners, like why can't we feed our kids properly? Why is that even a political question that mm. the nutrition of our next generation is in question? I don't understand yep. it. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. We should be prioritizing these things. Going outside is one thing that in my teaching practice, I've always, or periodically anyway, particularly when it gets nice and sunny in the year, right? I reflect back to times when I was a kid where I loved it when our teacher took us outside to go and do some like observational drawing or something that I just enjoyed so much. And I'll have these moments, like maybe weeks or months in the year where I'm like, oh, it's nice outside. What can I do to get my kids outside? And I'll, and I'll think I'll try and change my lessons so that we can go outside and do it. Or mm. we can, you know, take the learning outside. Cause I just know that they'll enjoy that thoroughly compared to whatever else I'd had planned that day. And I'll just try to get out as much as possible. When I think more and more about primary school, such a big part of it as well, which makes sense now because it is such a big part of school life. So I can see why. But for me personally, it was the whole sport aspect. That that was that mm. was huge. Do you know the feeling of your teacher saying to you at 10 to 3, guys, you can go and get changed. You've got a football match after school. The feeling of standing up out of your chair and walking out as everyone else finishes their work is the best feeling <laughs> in the world. Uh, yeah, sorry guys. I'm just going to gra grab my shin pads because I'm getting changed for a football game. I'm a pro. And I'll always remember, yeah, I'll always remember this one game because it's hilarious looking back, but in the moment I felt so accomplished, right? So I'll tell you the reason why I felt accomplished then I'll give you the context as to why it's hilarious. So I played a game it was my first game for the school because I was quite late 
in terms of getting into sport and football. So as we said previously, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I am from the North. So I, I moved down here <laughs> and I joined a new school, as we said, in year three. And it was probably year four when I played my first game for the school because only in year three, when I moved down here, did I actually get into football properly, right? Yeah. So I got into the team, my first ever game. It was a friendly with another school, it was away. So we drove the minivan over there, most exciting day of my life ever. Um, I, I started the game up front. I scored a goal. First goal I'd ever scored ever in any competition, playing football at any point. And I remember on the on the wall at school, uh, our sports coach, the same one I mentioned earlier, would always put up a sheet of paper with whoever whoever played, you know, the team list for the whole school to see who scored. My name was there. Mm. And it said at the bottom, man, man of the match. And it was my name as well. No and I was way. like, oh my God, my man name is match. on. My name was on the window. Yeah. And it was the best feeling ever. But what's absolutely hilarious looking back is that it was uh, the B team. So I was playing for the B team, not even the A team. Yep. The second thing was we lost 11-1. We lost 11-1. <laughs> I, I scored the only goal and the match from my team, not, not of the actual whole match. <laughs> so we lost the game 11-1. But you still felt good. And that that makes me just think, oh, maybe I, maybe I need to put more time into those moments because it's so easy to overlook them now, isn't it? As adults, and there's a million other things to think about, to forget that... Yeah, it might be a little thing for us and like, really, our oh, bit of paper? Nah, you know, it'd be so easy, wouldn't it, just to not print that bit of paper because you've got something else to do. Yeah. But for that for yeah. that kid, for you, little you, that even though mm. you lost, seeing your name next to Man of the Match on probably yeah. some like Microsoft Word or even just handwritten piece of paper then. Yeah, it was it was like, Word. It was a Word doc, nothing fancy, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter because I'm 29 and I'm sat here now talking about it. How crazy is that? That, that yeah. decision of that teacher... I'll always be great, you know, because because that teacher I know always puts the kids first. Every single decision they make, because I worked with this teacher for a bit as well. And every single decision at the forefront of his mind was how is this benefiting the children? What are the children getting out of it? And I think it can so quickly become lost sometimes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm guilty of it too, where you see a curriculum in front of you, you feel the pressure of delivering the curriculum. Mm. You are under pressure to do X, Y, Z. But when we strip it back, what's going to have the most impact on the children it's them feeling special yeah, yeah. it's them feeling loved it's them feeling appreciated and it's those huge wow moments that actually i think more and more i need to make sure that i continue doing as i go through the profession and not get ground down by it and actually when i look at an afternoon lesson and it's dt and we're building these huge structures it's not a bad thing it's something that i'm going to actually relish now because i say cool yeah, yeah. this child when they're 25 might look back and go oh do you remember when we made a dome in our classroom and it was huge <laughs> yeah it'd be our teacher was really that's, stressed that's kind of but we had a great day <laughs> yeah and i think but, it just but that's true isn't it stress the stress levels of doing those kind of yeah. things can be huge which i think highlights the the kind of fundamental issue i'm not going to talk about it much because we did talk about it on the last episode so go and check that out if you mm. want to um of just there's, there's too many jobs, too little time. So when I, I can understand, literally from first-hand experience as well, of when you when you get in on a Monday or even on a Sunday before you started your week and you can already see that there are more hours of work to do than, you, than you're going to work the next week already, like you, your timetable is already completely filled plus more, you can see why it's so tempting to not print that little sheet with that kid's name on it mm. and put it up on the wall. You can see why that doesn't happen perhaps as much now as it does and why lots of teachers reflect on teaching 20 years ago and say, oh yeah, we used to do way more of that stuff. I can see mm. that now. But I tell you what, leading on from that, yeah, we've talked about like lessons and things you remember from primary school. I'm sure everyone listening has specific things they remember. But I tell you what I do remember, and this, this may be like hints as towards what kind of people they were. I remember every single teacher. 
I remember every single teacher that I yeah, had I do. from when I joined the school in year three, year four, year five, year six. And I remember when I trained to become a teacher again, uh, not again, sorry, when I trained the first time to become a teacher, <laughs> you have to spend a certain number of days. Yeah, only once. You have to spend a certain number of days um, just in a school before you do anything. That's they're right. called, I can't remember what they're called. They've got a specific name, but you have to do them. You're not working. You're not actually like doing groups or anything like that. You're just in a school because I think the point is you need to spend 10 days in a school to make sure actually it's the environment for you and you're sure you want to yeah, go forward with the application sense. and all that stuff. Yeah, it makes complete sense because schools are a very specific environment. So to say you want to be a teacher without ever being in a school would be a bit crazy, really. So it's good to go and check it out. And obviously I reached out to my old school because at that point, it's any primary school you know. As, yep. as a young man, you don't know any other primary schools other than the one you went to. And I think this is a common theme, having worked in primary schools, the overwhelming joy that one of their ex-pupils is reaching out to them. Like it's yeah. a really, they, they love it. And, and having seen it kind of happen in schools we're in now it makes sense because if one of my children emailed me when they're older and said oh can I come into the school I'd be like oh my gosh yes mm. and I had this moment actually uh, in parents evening this week we had parents evening in our school talking to all my current uh, classes parents going really well having a chat and then in one of the the, the downtime um one of one of my pupils has a brother who's in primary school but she's gone to secondary school and she was my one of my pupils in the class that got shut because of lockdown in mm. March 2020. In year, and it was in year five. So she's in year eight or nine now, I think, uh, whatever it would be. But she's in secondary school. And she and her mum and her brother and her dad specifically had came to my room knowing that it was parents evening yeah. just to see me, Aww. just for her to see me and catch up. And it was so nice to see. And, and it, it just goes back to what we said last week about, oh, we, we plow ourselves into helping these children. And, you know, just, just the fact they came around to see me, it sounds crazy, but I was just like, oh, it's thank you. It's so nice to see you. And we had a little chat and the classic, you know, teenage, slightly awkward, but clearly wanted to come and say hi. And it was just really nice to have, to, to see them and see how much they've grown. But that kind of links back to what we're saying there, right? About, you know, teachers and the bond they make, it has an impact because I remember them. And I was so like overwhelmed, not overwhelmed, but overjoyed to actually see them again because they were nice to me. I remember like, I, cause you know, I think just because you're a child sometimes, I think a lot of adults might think, oh, you know, treat them like children. It's fine. But I remember them being nice to me. I remember them going out of their way to help me. And when I saw them as an adult, I was like, hello, it's so nice to see you. Yeah, and they remembered and me. Remember it. It's crazy. I was exactly the same. I went to, I went to my primary school when I did those sort of 10 days. I ended up volunteering for quite a bit actually before I got into teaching. And yeah, it was just such a wonderful experience. And you know, I'm really thankful actually, because the, the lady who I was with most of the time, Mrs. Porter, I'm not afraid to say your name because big shout out to you, who <laughs> who let me in her classroom. She's our fourth listener, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Me, you, now. Rishi and Mrs. Porter. <laughs> Don't forget Boris uh, Trust. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, and she, she just, I just loved it. I loved every moment I was in there and it confirmed for me. I was like, yeah, cool. This is what I want to do. I want to work with kids. They're awesome. But, but yeah. I could have easily, like looking, you know, knowing, uh, being in the career now for eight years, I could easily have just been kind of palmed off mm. as, oh, it's just some voluntary guy. Just, we're busy, we're busy, busy. Just put him over there. Let make it, you know, get him to do some backs and displays or yeah. something. Just got me out of the way, you know, yeah. easily. But she didn't. She was yeah. really lovely and, and gave me lots of valuable experiences with the children so I could really work out whether I want to do this or not. Um, so that was great. And now I know that people listening as well, if, if, you know, we want more stories. I, I hopefully, if you're listening to this, you're thinking of you're reminiscing now on some of, some of your favorite mm. primary school memories. We would love to hear them genuinely. We really want to see them, even if they don't get featured on the podcast because you know five thousand people write into us very likely. We'd still like to read them. 
anyway, just to feel that kind of joy. And maybe we can pick out a couple of stories. We're going to read them anyway. (laughs) We're going to read them anyway. Here we go. Comes the memes. But yes, please do write in. Teach, sleep, repeat pod is that right at gmail.com that's right that's right well done or on instagram you can ch- you can check us out at teach sleep repeat podcast i don't know why we didn't make them that's same the difference. but there we are they're different so well someone know. moaned about the length yeah. so i thought well i'll make it even longer because <laughs> i'm spiteful like that i think very quickly but leaning on what you said i'm going to shout out my teachers from primary school i'm going to do it. <gasps> so wow. yeah year three mrs wood well done absolute cracking cracking teacher led you know introduced me to life in the south and uh, you know didn't make me feel like an outsider mrs walker year four always with a guitar in her hand she made me join the choir not much of a singer but she believed in me felt good i was in the choir we won stuff excellent Brilliant. legend always remember her don't know why this sticks in my head but she's playing the guitar and she's going she's teaching us a song it was a hymn or something <laughs> and she would say the note of she would say the name of the note as she was playing the note sometimes and it just always started with me her going I don't even know what sus means still, but is it something to do music? I don't know, but I remember it. I remember I stood there doing it. Mr. Branton, year five. Do you know what I remember about Mr. Branton in year five? When we had a good week, we'd fill up a jar of marbles to the top and we'd get a treat. We could watch Mr. Bean on the TV. Absolutely brilliant. Watch Mr. Bean, absolutely loved it. Heightened my love of comedy, I think. Thank you, Mr. Branton. And year six, Mr. Letts. Mr. Letts was the man who pushed me and pushed me and pushed me, especially with maths. I always remember because he loved maths. I loved maths. And I remember you were saying you don't really remember doing much work. Mm. I remember doing work in year six because he would give me really tricky maths questions. And it would always say at the bottom as like a little challenge in the maths booklet, it was called let's investigate. And it was like this open-ended problem. Right. And I remember doing them so much because it was like, cool, well, Dylan, you can do everything. So let's investigate. And I was like, Oh, let's investigate. And it was all about like shapes. And I remember something to do with symmetry. Yep. And each teacher, I have such a specific memory of how they were. Mm. And if they ever do listen to this, I just want to say thank you to them because you had an impact and you're having the impact that I hope I'm having now. So thank you. I think we should start a trend. So all four listeners right now, what you need to do <laughs> Is go on your social media and just shout out <laughs> shout out a teacher you know that made a difference to you because I tell mm-hmm. you what they probably worked their socks off back then. Um, shout them out, say something nice. I'm going to shout out one of my teachers. I won't go for all of them. One of my teachers, year three and year four. She was Miss Dunthorne in year three. She got married over the summer, came back as Mrs. Plankham, and she. I bet she was gutted when she saw you in her class again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, she was just such a lovely teacher. I got her on Facebook. To answer you. I've got on Facebook now because oh. we're adults, you know, we, we caught up at some point later in life and it was great. And um, just want to shout her out because she made a huge difference to my childhood and made me really love learning. And that is when my love for learning kicked in was around that time. I realized I could oh, do bro. stuff and I worked really hard. And like you said, she pushed me. So yeah, yeah. Big up the big up the primary school teachers that helped us. Do you reckon if we met these people again, right, in real life that we'd regress to our eight-year-old selves? Hey, miss. Hi, miss. Um, I'd like to think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course not. Can I take the register for you, please? What are you on about, Dylan? We're in, we're in, we're in a pub. I'm oh, sorry, miss. <laughs> oh, there is something about seeing your old teachers, though, isn't it? Where you do you do naturally just, it feels weird calling them by that name. I still wouldn't want to call them by oh, their no. first name. Oh, strange. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, the thing is as well, we work in primary, obviously, but... Obviously, because we're older, I have far more memories of secondary as well. And there's, there's equivalent teachers there. Maybe, maybe we do, you know, teach a shout out of the week. And we just think of a teacher that's, you know, influenced our lives for a bit. And that will last forever. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's called being nice. Okay. Yeah. Because you know why, don't you? I'm making this a thing. So one day someone shouts me out on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. we've got Solid start. You've named all yours already. So good luck. <laughs> 
<laughs> got really ahead of myself there, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> oh, we're going to do five teachers oh. a week. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. We'll do five teachers, uh, five teachers every five minutes for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> do, can I, do you know what? Oh I really want to tell, on the flip side now, an embarrassing story. We've done some oh, like, kind perfect. of funny things and I guess the yeah, hair thing was a the, bit embarrassing. Yeah, the hair thing wasn't yeah, embarrassing yeah, a little, at all. Bit. So, but th- that, that to me is a bit like, that's just like dopey. I was being so silly. Like, what am I doing? Like, well, yeah. But yeah. this one's actually embarrassing. One of those moments that it's a core memory because it, it, it embarrassed me to my core, literally. Do you know what I mean? And I'll never okay, forget well, that. And I'll yeah. never forget that. You said the word core again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And um, I like how you explained what a core memory was by saying core again. I definitely know. Yeah, you know. Good, that's what a good teacher does. Explains a word with mm. the same word. That's how you, that's how you teach Undurfed. it. Underfed. means underfed. What do you think it means? Look at the root <laughs> word, derf, obviously. <laughs> Shut up. Right. So I was in year six. <laughs> this is actually really embarrassing. I feel embarrassed telling you the story. <laughs> but it's Brilliant. so stupid. It's so stupid. I was in year six. I wasn't, listen, you were the football kid, right? You were like into the football. I couldn't have cared less about football. I was the one who, I just want, I just wanted to do maths and draw stuff. And, but to mm. try and fit in, I was also very conscious of that. I want, I didn't want to be, you know, separate from everyone else. So I'd be like, hey, Michael Owen, he's stuck, is it kicking balls. <laughs> like, I didn't know what I was Can talking about. Can I very about. quickly come in? Can I really quickly come in? Because yeah. the most hilarious thing ever is you still say Michael Owen. I, I know. It's because of that. It's because of my primary school experience. It's become a meme now because I still don't, <laughs> I'm not interested in football. I might watch the World Cup. Oh. That's about it. But yeah, I still, mm. when I'm joking around with you or I'm just trying to take the mick yeah. out of people that are getting really into football <laughs> in my company, I'm just like, yeah, Michael Owen is good, isn't he? Always go to Michael Owen. <laughs> and that's because of my primary school experiences. Anyway, so I was that kind of kid. Anyway, so the, the kind of cool kids were in, but what I deemed as the cool kids were all having a chat. And it was a group of girls at this point was in the classroom. I remember it. And uh, for some reason or another, I was kind of around and maybe sucked into the conversation. And, uh, and one of the girls, they were clearly talking about like, you know, they, they were in year six. They were, they were growing older and things were changing. And uh, I must have been a bit nosy or something. And, and they said, uh, Hayden, um, have you started your period? <laughs> I had no idea what they were talking about, but I didn't want to sound uncool. So what did I say? <laughs> I just, I just blagged it. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. And then they all laughed so much at me. Like they found it hilarious. Like, cause they were obviously just trying to trap me with this question. I had no idea. I took a gamble. I didn't want to be on call. Oh, and then they just rinsed me and I went red as anything. And I, you know, tried to play it off classic thing. I wasn't one of those kids that would oh. run off and cry. I'd be like, <laughs> take it on the chin, but inside dying, you know, of embarrassment. And uh, yeah, never forget that. Never forget that. That taught me a lesson there. Oh, that's like the most extreme version of when you don't hear someone and you just guess and say, yeah. <laughs> And you, you hope that you hope that it's, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, it's like that's the kind of thing. What's the, on sorry, a comedy what's, show. What's the time? What's the time? Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Didn't hear him. So embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my period. Yeah, started it in year six. Thank you for that embarrassing moment. <laughs> oh, I wish they were oh. like old enough to kind of keep the joke going further than one moment and just try and eke out. And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. Actually, it's fine. No yeah, keep going. Have me on. Get me to like go and show and tell in front of the class. <laughs> so you just like completely embarrass myself. <laughs> Oh man. Well, it's funny you should say that because this is another thing that kind of ekes into my teaching, right? Because I, I kind of, I sometimes forget the kind of kid I was, right? Because I, I had a very, like almost two very different primary school experiences from when, before I moved house um, down here to when I was up North, right? Because it was basically infant school and, and, uh, and um, junior school. Yep. So it, beforehand, 
sorry, after, when we, when we came down here, like I said, I got into football. I, I would say how you would describe much more of a classic lad, as much as I hate that kind of terminology. Um, but, you know, into the football, sporty, still very, you know, very much into learning. Absolutely loved learning. But that was kind of from when I was in infant school because I was very, very awkward. And I know you always make this joke, very awkward <laughs> as a child. Well, yeah, okay. Just, I'm quite awkward in general. You know that. Um, especially in like new situations with new people. I'm very like... I kind of compensate for it sometimes trying to be over the top and funny and that, but like I am actually awkward. I don't definitely don't overthink everything. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely don't think everything where I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, I need to say something now else because they're going to think I'm like, no, not me. And you can tell by the way I'm rambling. This isn't definitely not a representation of what goes on in my head when I'm with new people. Definitely not. Um, But anyway, before I moved down, I was that kid. I was that kid who didn't want to go outside crippling like anxiety about going outside because I had like one or two friends maximum. And if they didn't want to play what I was playing, I was the kind of kid who really struggled to find someone else to play with. And we see that now, don't we? It's like, oh, but they don't want to play with me. And I think as adults, yeah. sometimes we can just be like, oh, we'll find someone else. Mm. Like, But it was horrible for me to do that. I didn't want to just go and find someone else. It wasn't as easy as that for me. It was actually really scary. So I'd be the kid who the teachers would take time. I don't remember these teachers, unfortunately, but there is a picture. I'm going to dig it out and put it on our Instagram. There is a picture because I was obsessed with maths right? As a, as a child, as a young kid, before I went to school, I started learning my times tables, knowing my addition facts. And st- it was just like my hobby before I went to school. Yeah. So I kind of knew all like the reception year one stuff, just because it's what I did with my granddad. He'd test me out and we'd just do that together. Right. Mm. So I was kind I was just a bit ahead on maths basically. And I would stay in at break times and I would do the registers for the whole school. <laughs> and when I say do the registers, what, what I mean is I would take all the paper registers because they were back then and I would work out the percentages of their attendance no right, for each kid. Yeah. So I'd be doing that for the office. They'd obviously looking back, they clearly did it as well, but they let me think I was doing it. Yeah, and I'd nice. be working out the percentage attendance for each class and stuff. And But they'd always find something for me to do where I, it didn't feel like a burden. I didn't feel bad that I was in. I felt like I was doing a job for them, yeah. right? So I felt like I was doing them a favor mm-hmm. when really... How annoying is that when you just want your break time and the kid won't go out and you're just like, oh God. But but they did that and made me not feel at all guilty for it. Like did it for me. Let me do it. Let me feel comfortable. Mm. And also I remember I'd go on and check the weather on the, on the computer. And there was this like weather game. I don't know. It was like, I've got really vivid memories of the map and the sun and the rain. Yeah. I can't remember whether it was like live update or not. Cause it was like the nineties or whether it was just like, you know, a matching up game and you could do it yourself. But there's a picture of me sat at the computer, my chubby cheeks, my gray sweater. I'm clicking away. Someone's obviously said, look, and I turn around, there's a TA sat next to me, clearly wishes she was anywhere else other than watching this little kid <laughs> click on a map of the weather. But it just, again, adds to that kind of memory of, doing that for the kids is beneficial to them even if they don't exactly remember mm-hmm. it but i know it happened and that helped me socially in a in a roundabout way because you might say oh he needs to go out and play with his friends well actually no in that moment that caused me huge anxiety so this was the best thing you could do for me and i gradually learned to get about it in a different way and i'm just so grateful and meanwhile in my school whilst you were doing this i was also staying in break times making an entire book of digimon characters so you can see why later in life we just found each other, became friends. You know, those two kids, we probably would have been friends at school. Maybe we wouldn't have because you'd be sat there checking the weather and I'd be too busy no. drawing Digimon. But um, Well, here's, here's the funny thing. It's quite a sunny day today. Most people are out. Teachers had the day off. We're sat in doors. Let's do a podcast and look podcast. at the data afterwards. 
Yeah, yeah, you're obsessed with the data. Dylan messaged me every day. He's like, no, we've had one more listener. One more listener. I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Although you're exaggerating, I I am obsessed with the data. It's interesting. I like it. Okay, listen, this is six-year-old Dylan working out the percentage attendance for the people coming through on the podcast, okay? I'm working out the percentage retention of all the people. And they've got to this point and they're like, shut up, stop talking. If three out of the four listeners listen, what percentage of listeners do we have listening? Oh, well, they'll have, to, they'll have to write into us, all two of them. Aren't <laughs> oh, yeah. Challenge, oh, that was for you. That was but, okay, answer. it's for the listeners now, that challenge. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't possibly work that out. That's, uh, no, three quarters my, is a percentage. We don't do that at primary school. Too hard. Do you, you know the memes that you see online of primary school? And I find them so funny because they're still true. Yes. They are still true. Yep. Like we started off last week with the whole paper towel thing, right? Can confirm... That that's still a thing. Mm. Like if a child has a graze, it just this psychological trick to them to oh just put a wet paper towel on it, and it just work half the time. The only thing I will say is we have kind of upgraded, haven't we? With like bumps and stuff, we have ice packs now in the fridge. That's true. So that's they're true. still they're still blue. They're still blue. But so many of those memes are actually so true still, aren't they? Can I name a couple of them? I'll get the listeners to yeah, think go. about this, right? So, you know, close your eyes, take yourself back to primary school. I'll tell you what is still in our schools right now. Every single school across the country, you'll remember them. Ready? Number one, little wooden benches with hooks on the end that you use in assembly. <laughs> also used for PE. You turn them upside down sometimes, walk along the thin end. <laughs> They're still there. They're around. Same ones as well. They've not, they, were, they were built so solid. They've not changed. Number two, another PE thing, the big wall equipment came out in the 2000s. Every school ever had the funding to do this. Big wall equipment, you pull it out. Best bit about them is most schools don't ever use them. They're just this beautiful furniture for the the kids to see. But if you get them out, they're a real treat. And one more thing for you, just for some reason I think of this, it's a bit obscure, multicolored beanbags. They're just, they're still there. We still use them. They're still again. They must be the same ones. They don't get rebought. I've I've got one more forever. Go on, one more. The rainbow tarpaulin, the big rainbow circle. (laughs) Huge to use to sit (laughs) under. Still the same. Basically, do you know that time in the nineties when school got funding? We're still grappling onto all that stuff we bought then. Mm. <laughs> we are like clinging onto it. It's like, oh my gosh. You remember when you were at school and you remember you remember really vividly, obviously, all of those um, beautiful displays that teachers put time up for doing. Cool. Us neither, but we still have to do them all the time. They look exactly the same. <laughs> they still take up so much time. They look, honestly, the same bordette, that little, little wavy thing, <laughs> coloured background, still there. The classrooms just look <laughs> the same. Uh, do you, does, does anyone listening remember one single classroom display? Because if, if you if you don't if you don't let us know if you do keep it to yourself because we don't want to listen to the <laughs> yeah oh I feel bad now because anyone anyone listen to this that puts loads of time into this place I'm sure your kids do look at them uh, I just, oh yeah I'm sure they do I look just, at them um, and if you're if you're mm-hmm. watching the reel you can definitely see my my opinion yeah. is that they absolutely will remember all that hard work you put into those displays that yeah they will they will remember it mm, all of it anyway. Let's move on. Okay, everyone. Well, just before we finish up, because we are going to do a short one this week full of stories, obviously, for you guys. Hopefully you've enjoyed those reminiscing. And like Hayden said, do get in touch with us. And I just want to ask one more time, as I always do, and I've been laying off it lately. I've been a good boy. (laughs) But your reviews go so far for us on our streaming platform, especially on Spotify. We're really building up those five-star reviews. So if you could review, if you could follow, if you could hit the notification bell, you'll get notified as soon as new episodes drop and it'll be as simple as clicking on a button to listen to our latest episode. 
I think that was a really nice episode, Hayden. And I know we've gone back to our roots here, a slightly shorter one. Um, but I think it's to the point and I think it's nice to reflect every now and then, isn't it, on the kind of impact we're having as teachers? It is very important, I think, in our jobs to do that because it has definitely made me think, again, it's rooted me back down to what I liked, what I love about this job and what I enjoyed as a kid, which does quite often, or at least it used to a lot, inspire the kind of things I do at school and I need that inspiration again. I, I will now go away and I genuinely reckon I'll probably do a few things now in the next couple of months that maybe I wouldn't have planned before, but because I'm thinking about it again, just making special moments for the children and maybe trying to get outside a bit more or go and do something that really enjoyable, really memorable. So yeah, I'm glad we had this discussion and uh, it's made me feel good. I'm going to finish this day now feeling really positive and that's good. Happy memories. Really positive. And um, one other thing, this was our 10th episode, by the way. I know it's like, you know, it's not the 50th, it's not the 100th, but it's a big deal for us. And we just want to say a huge thank you to you guys are listening because we know and we so value that we have this core listener base and it's really, really strong now. We, you know, we joke about having four people, but there are so many people who still message us every week. The same people saying, oh, I love this week's podcast. Love this week's podcast. So this thank you is to you guys, the returning customer who comes back <laughs> every time and plows their time into listening to us. We appreciate you. And I'm going to say it one more time. Please just message us. Say hello. If you're listening to this, let us know because we're still at the point where we can reply to you and have a chat because we just want to get to know you guys better so that we're including everything you want to hear and hopefully this week which was jam-packed just with stories and anecdotes and how Hayden got bald which is what we've all been waiting for all this time <laughs> yeah. uh, that all I'll say before we do finish up Hayden is that yeah. we still haven't heard this Pritstick story yeah. and it's becoming a bit of a thing now when so are we gonna to say for yourself when are we going to admit it to them are we just gonna we'll admit what well you know I don't want to say uh, it. When are we going to... Wait, 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 one second, one second. Pause the, pause the podcast. Oh, pause, pause the podcast. Okay. You pause. Okay, I'm paused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, it's right. not on anymore. Wait, wait, hey, okay. we can't tell them there's no Pritchett story. Listen, we've got a problem because people are remembering. We've ignored it on purpose for a couple of episodes now, but people are, are asking again, what about that Pritchett story? We don't have one, Dylan. We don't no, have one. No. We, what we, we just, we we've played this off for so many episodes and we don't even have one. What are we going to do? Listen. Listen, that's a problem for our future selves. Uh, let's yeah. play. Let's press play again in the podcast. We'll just let's tell just them. get it sorted. Yeah, okay. uh, I've, I've got this. I'm not going to tell them yet. You press play. I, oh, I, know, okay. I know what I'm going to say. Right. Okay, go on. Okay, go. Go, we're live. Go. Yeah. Sorry about that pause there. We were just having a drink. Um, the Pritstick story is coming up. It's epic. It is a sweet story. I can't, honestly, Dylan can't wait to tell it to you because it's mainly based on his experiences. So listen in the future because oh. this story is going to be awesome. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya in episode 11.